0: All right, Bismillah Han Rahim alhamdulillah, Hirobil Alamin. While Ah Kiba Tulmotakin, while I would ban ila ala valimin, was Salah to Law, he was Salam, who Allah Asher of Alamia, I will Mursalin. Says in a Sahla illa majah alta Husahla. While an tatajal hasna idashet the Sahla, Allahumma are in a la decree, how Ya shukrik al Ibaditic. Karim. Assalamu alaikum wa everybody I hope uh, everyone's doing well InshaAllah staying safe Um, And not being too depressed by another lockdown Some people obviously are very happy about that Some people are gutted about that Some kids are crying their eyes out Some kids are delighted With their exams and all the rest of it So um, it is what it is right but anyway, a long stand. Right, okay, folks. Let's uh, cover um, a few sections today. Let's check out what we're doing. Disc- not disclaimer. A uh, uh, important announcement. No one is to mention the football or scores or anything like that. That is on a pause. There will be beats and a banning from the class permanently for life which is obviously the life of this class which is basically going to be your lifespan, which is basically another 50 years so let me just make that clear uh, Dr. Fahad, it's good to see you MashaAllah and uh, that's about it Right, okay so the Arabic of today's subject or today's discussion Inshallah I reckon right, we've got another couple of lessons on this on the Sujood al-Sahum Alright is ولا سجود على مأمون إلا تبعا لإمامه. Okay. And then we'll also do. وسجود السهوي لما يبتل عمده wajib Okay. All right. So the translation for that. There is no prostration for the follower unless the imam does so. The prostration of forgetfulness is obligatory in every case where something that invalidates the prayer is done intentionally. I repeat, the prostration of forgetfulness is obligatory in every case where something that invalidates the prayer is done intentionally. That's what we're going to probably end with if we get to it. I also want to make sure that we cover the questions. Uh, I made some notes somewhere. Um, I can't remember whether it was... I, I just seem to remember it. But then, I, you know, I, I dream to myself. Did I read that? See that? Did I get asked that? Was it in a group? Was it in a class? I get a bit confused. Um, I think someone asked me about if you do two mistakes, how many do you do? Or five mistakes, how many do you do? And if you make a mistake, which is one should be done before or after, I want to answer that again as well. But I'm not sure if I answered it in the first place. That's why I'm confused. Um and uh, so, uh, yeah i want to definitely make sure that the the questions today are around uh, the uh, the subject i also want to say uh, i also want to say that it's amazing and a miracle to see zafar in the class you know it's even bigger miracle than uh, jiva being in the class and jiva got married yeah so i mean i don't know what excuse zafar had for the last year, yani, 6 months okay so uh, where are we? Right. So if we go to page three hundred and eighty-eight, okay, in the commentary, where the sheikh basically—I mean, we did—we did start this subject last week, right? So let me just repeat that uh, again or summarize what we're talking about. That when you're praying behind an imam, okay, a couple of things happen. Very special. The first is that they cover you for all of your mistakes. Okay, as long as you start with the imam and end with the imam. It doesn't matter how rubbish your prayer is, yeah. Any without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. Any you know, poor quality prayer, okay? Poor quality, like yeah. Any you know, your mind's not there and you're all over the place. Then that's just really poor quality. But even if you were praying that by yourself, you wouldn't have to do a such that. But in this case, behind the imam, that's one of the blessings of being with the imam. Yeah, and it's almost like yeah. Any people should really look to try and be with their jamaah Especially if they've got poor quality prayers, you know, as a temporary uh, procedure, as a temporary fix, I mean, to make sure they get the reward of at least the effort of going there, the angels being there, meeting the brothers, the sisters, the X, the Y, the buzz here in the Quran, at least makes up for how rubbish your prayer is, or your concentration, or your quality, or your spiritual connection. So, um,. Uh, but I'm talking about little mistakes. I'm talking about the kind of you know you forget to say Subhanallah azim or you forget to say Subhanallah ala, you forget to say Samiyyallahu alayhi or you forget to say Allah akbar, the the moving takbirs. So we said that the imam covers all these mistakes. This is from the beginning to the end. If you start with the salah, when I say beginning of the end, what I mean by that is that you catch the first rak'ahs. So that doesn't mean you have to do takbir to I'hram Allah akbar al-Allahumma. It means that if you catch them in qul Allah ahad or you catch them in ruku'ah, if you catch the prayer, basically, where you will end the prayer with the imam, i.e., there's no units to make up, then any mistakes that you make, you will have be covered. That's one of the first lessons we learned from this. One of the blessings of this. We also learned that if you, I don't know if we, I don't know if I covered that. If you do the, uh, um, if you join late, have I spoken about that yet? If you join late. yeah i did so um i'm sure i think i mean I, I think i did so uh, uh in summary if you join the prayer late then if the mistake occurs and before then it's not something which is upon your own uh, conscience as such or you don't or you don't know well actually let's come to that in a second if you join the prayer late and then you make a mistake then you have to then make up that that uh, salah uh, that uh, sajdah yourself. You will, and and depending upon whether the mistake is a mistake which is leading to the sajda before the salam or after the salam, then you will do it yourself. Okay, and the reason you will is because you're not going to be differing with the imam. And remember that the reason that we don't do a sajdah uh, for mistakes that we make whilst we're praying the whole prayer of the imam is because the prophet sallallahu alaihi said that don't differ with the imam. Don't change the structure of the prayer of the Imam. Therefore, therefore, once you are on your own and you are on your own as soon as the Imam says Salaam and you stand up and if you've got one to do, three to do, four to do, two to do, whatever you've got to do, those prayers, uh, those mistakes now, whether you made them, here's the key, whether you made them whilst you were under the protection of the Imam or you made them in the remaining that you're making up yourself, It doesn't matter. You have to now do the sajda because you lost the protection of the Imam and uh, you might argue, well, hold on, I had the protection of the Imam for the first two raka'ah when I made the mistake. Yes, you did. But it wasn't the protection and the power of the Imam that stopped you doing the sajda. That's not the illah. The illah is to not differ from the Imam. It's so therefore almost... Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala removed the obligation of doing it to avoid fitnah and confusion. But once there's no fitnah and confusion, you have to then do the sajda if it is an obligatory form of sajda because not all the sajdas are obligatory. All right. I think that's what I think it'd be fair to say that's a summary of what we've covered so far. Now um we want to discuss a little bit of an interesting issue, okay? Uh, on 3AA at the bottom لإمامي, unless he's following the imam if the imam does it then you have to do it علي, if the imam does a sajda in the prayer you have to do it and that makes sense obviously you're praying behind him why would you not do the sajda? of course you would it doesn't matter if this individual you as an individual made a mistake or not it doesn't matter if the imam does it he either made a mistake which you saw or you didn't see heard or didn't hear you realize it or you didn't but regardless, you're gonna do it. That if a person then if the imam makes the sajda, then the person, the follower must do it. And that's because Anabi sallallahu said in a ju'ala imambi for la taq ali that the imam has been placed there to be followed, so don't differ from him. So for example, Shaykh says the Imam might forget Subhana Rabbi al ala in the sajda. Okay? And Subhana Rabbi al ala in the sajda. By the way, um, uh, obviously there's lots of questions that I don't want to uh, uh, do during the class because we can do them at the end. But there are some that I see and it makes me realise that that is important. About the evidence for um, the protection of the Imam, there is actually evidence. And there are some people that said that the reason why uh, you don't... I mean, they didn't say it's the reason, but they kind of like said it's like a supporting kind of evidence why you don't need to... um, Make a sajda yourself and the Imam covers you because the Nabi ﷺ said, a- 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 Al Imam, I don't was think was it was the hadith Al Imam, is Al Imamu Dhaminun wal Mu'adhinu Mu'taman. Alright? Um, this hadith can be translated different ways, but the way that I translate this hadith is a famous hadith Al imam Dhamin. The Imam is the guarantor. And the Mu'addin is the trustworthy one, the trusted one, the one who has an amana, um, and to and to be trusted that amana. Um, what is this hadith, Yani referring to? Many many people said different things. You find this discussion when they discuss, when they when they're debating who gets more reward because there are some scholars that said that the Mu'addin gets more reward than the imam. It's very interesting actually, because they call to Allah and because they're so trustworthy and because the prayer established because of them and don't you know. Uh, when we say that the, that the Mu'addin is the trusted one, we're not talking about people who've got watches and got apps and things, right? So that you know what time the Salah is. The only way you know that the Salah has entered is purely by the guy saying, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, and if he makes it, if he messes it up, or he's got bad intentions or he's messing people around, right? Then that's the community thrown down the pan, okay? Um, uh, you know, it's not like the Imam in a masjid messing up. There's people that are going deal with him, and the people know what's going on and all the rest of it but yeah, in the community you got the young the old women at home men people who know people who don't know the whole community is yani yeah, just waiting and 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 you know waiting to to to, to see them. are we in or not do we start eating or not see right finish eating or not the fajr adhan etc so the, the 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 people who do the Adhan must be very very trustworthy very very trustworthy all right um al imam dhamin you can take so many different a guarantor dhamin means you know uh, he, he he he's got your back basically that would be the literal dictionary definition of the protection he is the one who protects you when we say the dhamin, dhamin is the one who puts the collateral forward so if you take a loan and you say that he's my guarantor he's the one who's covering you so if you mess up he pays likewise if you mess up then he pays so that hadith is definitely in play when it comes to covering mistakes But the majority of scholars, from a legal point of view, use a hadith that we said that do not make a difference with him because it doesn't have to be one or all. These are the hadiths which are in play. Anyway, so the Imam is a protector and he's protecting you as long as you're praying with him. But once you become on your own, you've lost the protection of the Imam and also you are not differing from the Imam. There's no fitna now. Everybody's gone. You're praying by yourself. Nobody's hanging around. Nobody's going to be confused, for example, and call you fatan, and you are a fitna maker if after the prayer you do now two sajda or before, you know, by yourself, right? Alright. So, so for example, the sheikh says that if the uh, Imam forgets to say Subhana wa Al in his sajda, you've got no idea whether he said it or not because you don't hear that okay so suddenly in the prayer just before the sajda because he's left out a wajib he's going to go into he's going to before he says As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah at the end of the prayer he's going to go allahu akbar and go into sajda at this moment in time you are also obligated to fall into sajda and follow him in that okay um and i think i might have mentioned this last week as well Alright? Al Imam damin wal muaddin mu'taman. Yeah, you see, subhanAllah, I, remember, I memorized this hadith like I don't know how many years ago, one of the first hadith I memorized this. And I, could, and I remember that in the hadith it has the plural of Imam. It is in the dua Allahumma arshidil a'imma wa ghfiril Aywa That's the one. Sick ones. I knew that there was a jamaah in there. Uh, yeah. So Allah then said, uh, "So the the, the hadith, the, the imam is the guarantor, the muazzin is the one to be trusted." Oh, Allah guide the imams and forgive the muazzine. And that dua is also, yani apt. Allah guide the imams to make sure that they understand, yani what's going on. Make sure that they, um. Uh, appreciate, yani, uh, 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 this responsibility that they take it very, very seriously. That yani means yani maturity, knowledge, guidance, everything. al I love this part. Okay, forgive the muadzinin their mistakes because they will make mistakes because it's not an exact science. All right, you see now you're getting me in my tangents now. I've been making this point for a long time right? in Fiqh Salah especially in Al-Maghrib right class uh, and then maybe when we talk about times and stuff you know about the whole fitna I mean Alhamdulillah we're moving. can you guys believe man I mean, we're three months away from Ramadan can you believe it? and it's gonna basically be in spring I mean April 13th I mean that's spring in it? we are proper proper out of summer now I don't know about you lot right but I can tell you now if it feels like last year or the year before that we were proper in the middle of summer summer fasting you know missions long hours headache all the fitna about time and all the rest of it we are now going to finish at the beginning of may we've now moved finally from the fitna of the summer um uh, persistent twilight right uh persistent twilight which happens obviously when uh you know our northern latitude is so high that during the summer from mid may to august the angle of where we are on the globe is so high relevant relative to the sun that it's always constantly, you know uh, 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 It's always constantly uh, What's it called? Um, uh, per- per- there's a perpetual level of twilight, right and so uh, Meaning it's never fully dark. So, you know, we've discussed this until the cows come home So you can go and review all of that anyway, but my point is is that it's stunning what i believe is the correct solution and a couple of scholars uh, versus those that are going 18 degrees and saying that you know uh even though outside you can't see anything different and they you know 18 degrees solar elevation angle means that you start fasting from one o'clock and all the rest of it and it's got to be done by the time and listen we're saying listen soon guys 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 Linda, Linda Linda okay look at honey 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 Linda Linda look it by the way Honey Linda, lick it, lick it, hick it, hick it, it, love it, love it, lovely Hinda, listen, 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 has been replaced by Oh, hi, mommy Oh, my God Give me three of those for dessert Give me three of those Oh, hi, Emmy. Oh, oh, hi, mommy Oh, my God Be still, my heart I need a few more younger kids, man We need to just have a word with the missus, man, what's going on? Honestly, honestly, for dessert. Oh hi mommy. I just want to say to you by the way, there is a a universal hatred against broccoli from all right minded, sensible people. I am in full support of that. All of my greatest videos that I've ever shared in my life have been against broccoli. Never has broccoli served me well. Although there was one video which I shared on Facebook, which had like about twenty million views—that's no exaggeration, by the way—twenty million, maybe even fifty million. In fact, it got so silly that I've completely forgotten. However, that was because the girl liked the, the broccoli, or was it Brussels sprouts? It was something horrible, anyway. She was kept pushing away. She kept pushing away the chocolate, and she took. The, I can you know, what I kind of remember the thingy. But anyway, oh hi, mommy! Oh my god! Oh hi, mommy Right. Anyway. So, you see that the Prophet okay. I love how Solange is like. I love Solange is like. Listen, I'm not interested in this nonsense here. Let me just put, let me write down an essay for a question, which has completely gone. By the way, the screen is gone. I mean, I've, I've got a massive screen. That question is gone. It's disappeared. It's gone. All right, it's gone. Nobody cares about your question. No idea why you put it in. Why did you not put it at the end when it would be uh, looked at and seen. And I know that Solange Yanni is is, you know, a big fan of turning food around and blaming it on the cooks and whatever, whatnot. That's true. Bro, even I will eat flipping broccoli if I dip it in chocolate sauce. If I get any chocolate truffles like this, yeah, that's that's actual pure truffle, by the way. I eat truffle like that. Okay, I don't mess about. I'm not on a diet right now. I'm depressed, yeah. I'm eating Bro, can you stop putting posting your questions, Solange? Are you absolutely serious here? Right? Anyway. So if I was getting, and this melts by the way, like melts, it's so soft. If I was to get broccoli and yeah, I clean my plate, I'll eat your broccoli as well Solange. So don't talk to me about, you know, oh, you know, depends upon Michelin star chefs and how you cook it. Like, what, yeah, need, you know, bro, bro. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that if it is tanned, it becomes pure. Some scholars said that that's even the case for pig skin. If you give me brussels sprouts and broccoli and god knows what karela for example and i absolutely zap the life out of it okay because it, it melts Zakaria. it melts you should know that if i'm not going to be eating crisps except by from a bag you can obviously use your brain yeah and realize i'm not going to be eating chocolate with my fingers right come on bro right it's truffle. It's expensive French truffle. Yeah, from the people who care. By the way, I didn't see any of you, any tight packies care, right? People who care who send things from far. I respect that behavior. I did touch it, and it just melts in my fingers, bro. It was cold from the fridge, and it melts. Proper, proper. You see, Rehan knows. Rehan knows. Quality truffles melt with crazy on the fingers. I have to use a spoon, bro. I'm like learning as I go. I- I'm learning as I go. Anyway. I'm just glad that Yanni you know, Solange will never win this point. Everybody can make rubbish food, horrible food, disgusting food and poisonous food taste okay by doing crazy things. If you if you put flipping nuclear energy into a Brussels sprout or karela, it's gone, it's dead in it. It's flipping dead. Even I could eat karela and you know, if I if I dilute it to 0.01%, right? Anyway, you all of you always distracting me. This is why I ignore the comments and I, we ignore everything. Okay. So I was saying that it's a sunnah to take it easy. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam actually gave the job of the Mu'adzin to someone who was blind, who would add to ask other people and people are saying you gotta see this, gotta see that, bro. Just chill man, it's a rough idea. That's what it is. We you know, you can't be someone who is messing around. But Yani, if you see something and not sure and he goes, Yeah, I think that's it, and he calls it and it's a bit early, Allahumma al Mu'adine. There's the dua. You see that? Allahumma Rafil Ma'dini. There you go. I love that. Anyway. So uh okay, I think we covered that. Subhanahu Rabbila Alright. For example, he misses it out, then you do the sajda. Okay. an al-Imam. Right. Now, and that's pretty straightforward because um The mistake was leaving something out, and the sajda is before the salam, so that's straightforward. Sheikh asked a question at the top of 389. He goes, But what about if the sajda is after the taslim? So you're now all sitting there in a jama'ah, and we're not talking about you starting the prayer here because if you started the prayer, then of course, because if you started the prayer with the imam, let me just make this clear if you start the prayer with the imam and The Imam says Aslam alaikum wa rahmatullah, you are also meant to say Aslam alaikum wa rahmatullah. You don't wait, you know, like you see, we've covered this obviously in a couple of years ago. That when the Imam says Aslam alaikum wa rahmatullah, then Aslam alaikum wa rahmatullah, like if you look at the Shafi'is for example, in modern, not the fiqh of the madhab, but in the Egyptians for example, they will wait for the Imam to say both of them before they get involved, right? And that's of course wrong and then you got the Hanafi's and again not the fiqh but the modern day Hanafi's who are like yani they're doing it before the imam does imam says assalamu alaykum and they like that and then they're like that yani. you know so we said the sunnah is to follow so as soon as he says assalamu alaykum we also go assalamu alaykum sallallahu alayhi wasallam alaykum allah so obviously if you start the prayer with the imam and he gives salam then you're going to give salam with him so the imam will say assalamu alaykum so you say assalamu alaykum then he's going to go Allahu akbar that's when you go oh wow right at that moment you're like, oh, so then you go you also then go into Sejda. But what if you've got prayer to make up? What if you are late to the prayer? Okay. Uh what if you are you've got you gotta stand up now? Well, according to the Hanabila, and according to our author, and actually according to many of the fuqaha, you would do it. According to many of the fuqaha, and that's why he says, kalam that from the apparent statement of the author, and we were talking about al-mu'allif, yeah, and it's always, as I said, the author, Imam al-Hajjawi, yeah? Yani that you would have to make up the Sajda. You'd have to do the sej- that even if it's after the Taslim, even if you have got the prayer to make up. Okay? Even if you've got the prayer to make up. Okay? And this is as he says, in the And this is like well known with the jurists. Well known position. Okay? Now, and when when you say fuqaha, you know, he's kind of talking about the classical scholars and he's talking about all of the different ones from the different madhahib as well. He's not sticking only to the Hanabilah. And I want to say that this is a position of more than just the fuqaha of the traditionalists or whatever, but also contemporary scholars as well. For example, his colleague, Sheikh Abdul Aziz bin Baaz, alayhi rahmatullah, Ibn Baz also said the same. That if it's after the Taslim, you, and you've still got something to make up, then you would also do the sajda with him but nearly all of the scholars who say this they add the caveat they basically make the situation the same as if you were praying by yourself and you forgot to do the tashahud and you stood up remember we did that in detail so we know that if you're closer to sitting down you stay and if you're standing up then you, you know you should go back if it's good or not um if you've started reading the Fatihad and it's game over it's you've lost it and it's gone you remember all that discussion confirm that you do so they said it's exactly the same so if the Imam said, "Assalamualaikum." And you sprung up. Yep. You don't want to waste any time. As soon as he said salam, the prayer is finished. I'm getting up now. I'm Got to make my own. And you stood up. And the Imam might do a real slow one. He might say, "Assalamualaikum warahmatullah." Allah. Akbar. bro, that's five seconds, man. In five seconds, it's very realistic that someone's actually stood up and started their Fatiha. Bismillah, You know, making up the, the the thing. So nearly all of them said that. Uh, when you are that person, who stood up, it's too late now and now you don't go back and sit down now you don't go back and sit down just like you wouldn't go back for the tashahhud, and you, after the prayer is finished, yourself will do that sajda after the Taslim so they say that but the majority of the scholars don't even get to that. Uh, 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 don't even get to that level, right? The majority of the scholars are, if the uh, uh, you know, if you're sitting down or near sitting down or halfway up, then he goes back down and goes do does the sajda, and that makes sense. It makes sense because you have got to follow the imam. However, sheikh uthaymeen in what can be considered to be an almost unique position, okay what can be considered an almost unique position says that no, the Imam is not to be followed here and so therefore when the Imam goes for Allahu Akbar whether you are standing or you're sitting or whatever you will stand up now you can see that that's a shocking sight because they're still in the prayer quote-unquote right, they're in the Sajdah but they're in the prayer and you've definitely differed with the Imam Right? You've definitely differed with the Imam. But the reason why the Sheikh is saying that position, he's saying because if you think about this logically, it is untenable. He says impossible. But he goes, it's untenable for you to do that because that means that you are exiting the prayer. Because if you are, remember by the way, This is important. You know when we talk about the Sajdah before Taslim, after Taslim When we're talking about an individual person praying alone, it all makes sense. When you're praying behind the Imam, some people think that before Taslim is is, is obviously straightforward, but after the Taslim, people think that they don't make salam. That's not correct. Now, I know that it might be the case that in real life, in practicality, nobody makes salam because the Imam does it very quickly, right? But that shouldn't be the assumption. The assumption should be that when you are with an imam who has made a mistake that requires a Sajdah after the taslim, so we know that that's if he adds a ruqan or adds an action to the prayer or he had some doubt and he fixes himself up after tahari. So, in these two scenarios, so he's now doing the sajda after the taslim, okay? So, he would have to give taslim first. When the Imam gives taslim, you should be making taslim. There is no justification from the sunnah for you to just be sitting there. Alright? There's no justification whatsoever. And also, no reason. This idea of waiting for two, waiting for X, waiting for Y. So, when the Imam says, You should also say, rahmatullah. And Shaykh Uthameen, based upon that completely acceptable and indeed, the correct action, is saying, Well, hold on how are you saying as alaikum wa rahmatullah you are not allowed to intentionally exit the prayer in the wrong place because it is the wrong place for you because you've still got prayer to pray remaining you came late remember we we're talking about the guy who came late remember what we said don't get confused here because it is already confusing and it's difficult to explain but if a person started with the imam and ends with the imam we said there's no issue there you make sajdah with him before and after not a problem but if you're late and you've missed rakah and you've got to stand up Well, hello, if you're standing up, you're standing up because you're still in the prayer. You can't exit the prayer. If you give salam with the Imam, you've exited the prayer. Now, we know, I know, you know, everybody knows. A lot of us people do that. A lot of us folks do that. Now, when I say say we do that, I mean by that, let let me talk about the two different people. Let's start with the original one. If you are a person who has started the prayer with the Imam properly and all nicely and everything, you know that many of us, actually, many of us, will be praying. The imam's made a mistake. He will say "Assalamu alaykum, wa rahmatullah," and before we've even got the chance to say "Assalamu alaykum, wa rahmatullah," he's already gone into takbir, uh, Allahu akbar, and therefore the majority of the people go in to the sajdah. Do you agree with me on that? Let's have a vote. Okay? Tell me yes many times that he's given the the salam, but I didn't. Either because I didn't know or I didn't, it was too quick. It doesn't matter the reason. I'm going to show you something as a result of what you say, okay? About why uh, I'm going to, you know, just make a few points. But you're going to see, all right, that most people, I mean, anecdotally, I think the majority of people actually either don't know or they make the mistake. Now, I want you to know that the correct way, as the majority of you are obviously all saying yes, okay, the correct way is that you have to give salam. Okay, you have to give salam. If you don't do that, or you think you didn't do that, what you've done is turned the sajda into a sajda before taslim. You've just done that. Yani unwittingly. Which all, which all goes to show what a blessing and what a great, great statement it is from the scholars to say that there is a consensus that if a sajda is done in the wrong position, one that was meant to be done before, but done afterwards, the one that was done afterwards, done before, then it is to be pardoned. It's not something... Uh, 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 it's not something which, ya'ni you need to repeat the prayer from. So ironically, it never mattered in all of your lives that you did it wrong. That's the... That's the, uh, 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 um, that's the like, the theory, all right? It's basically, even though you were meant to, the fact is, is that what 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 harm did it do? It ended up that you did the sajda technically before, and he did it correct, the Imam, he did it after. The Imam covers your mistakes anyway. Is it a mistake or not? Who knows? So it's not a biggie. You get my point? Now, that's fine. Correctly, what are you meant to do? Correctly, there's no doubt. You're meant to do it after. You're meant to do it after the taslim. And not the imam's taslim, your taslim. Because there's no differentiation between the two. There's no hadith that says Imam's Taslim. It says after the Taslim. So Imam is meant to say wa alaykumatullah. And you're meant to say Aslam alaykum rahmatullah. And then you both, just like in the hadith. Remember by the way, we don't have a single hadith a single hadith of the sajda being made after Taslim in an addition, we have the hadith in Tiharri but I mean in an addition when when the, there's been something added to the prayer, I mean, okay? Except that the hadith that we have all had everybody give the Salam. Think about that. So the fiqh that we have today is based upon hadith where everybody gave the Taslim. And not just that, they're chatting. They're like, "What's happening?" Yes, you did make the mistake, etc., etc. You get what I'm saying? So everybody has now given that taslim. So now, if you think about your 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 own action of you not making taslim, you're not even doing it properly. If you think about it, would you agree with what I've just said? All right. So at least we can agree that the correct way, if you're doing it after taslim, is to uh, make the the taslim. Uh, 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 you know, you've know, you done the taslim and then you do it Now, my point is it doesn't matter if you didn't or not the imam's covered you anyway and if not, the imam has not covered you if you don't believe the imam covers you then the statement of the scholars that doing it before or after covers you So, now let's just take one example here I've always done the taslim with the imam and then done the sajda with the imam but the correct thing is to do that or not Of course that's the correct thing Well, who said it's not the correct thing? I'm saying that the incorrect thing is to not do that. But even it being incorrect is not a major because everybody does it, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Now, but intentionally, what should we be doing? We should be making that taslim. All right. This is with a. I said very clearly, you are lost because people are not listening. I said this is concerning a person who has started the prayer with the Imam. Okay? Started the prayer with the Imam, got nothing to make up. He will give the taslim. Alright? And not just say, oh, the Imam's done the Taslim, that's enough. Okay? Islam alaykum rahmatullah. Whatever the Imam does. If the Imam is on a one Taslim opinion, one Taslim. If the Imam is on a two Taslim opinion, where he goes, Islam alayk wahatullah, warahmatullahi wa, wa Allahu Akbar, then you are expected to do two as well. But like I said, it's not a major. Even if you didn't do any of them. all right. But that's what you should hope to do. Now, let's go back to the scenario of the guy who is late. Missed part of the prayer and needs to stand up. Sheikh Uthaymeen is like, Well, hold on. If you're going to do this properly, you have to do taslim with the Imam. If you're going to do this properly. And if you do taslim with the Imam, then you are exiting your prayer you have invalidated your prayer because you've done it intentionally and that is something that cannot be covered because it's a rukun because when it comes to the uh, uh when it comes to the issue of um the imam protecting you against certain things that you miss out he can never protect for you uh, missing arkan right so you have to do arkan so if you follow the position of course that surah al-fatiha is a rukan and you didn't recite surah al-fatiha in Dhuhr prayer for example and at the end of the four raka'ah, yeah you started with the imam and everything was great okay and at the end when you're just about to give salam of the imam he realizes that oh i didn't recite Sut al fatiha it's going to take guts now because everybody's seen you I mean you might even be a front line guy right behind the imam and you've got lines of people behind you oh my god nightmare scenario Oof, that's going to take some cojones i tell you right now so he stands up if he stands up the reason he's standing up is because he has forgotten a a rukun, meaning like Sut al fatiha okay uh, 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 uh. and therefore he's going to stand and because we know that you can't make up for rukan without doing the rukan and then doing Sajdah he will stand up and he will do the 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 Fatiha and everything that follows it because that whole unit was cancelled okay and and then maybe even more you know, obviously if he missed it in the first Raka he'll have to do the whole prayer again and if he missed it in the fourth Raka then there's just one then he'll do Sajdah 7 okay Um. so anyway Sheikh Uthameen is saying that if you now give salam after this Imam, okay, you've now intentionally validated your prayer. You can see that this is a kind of strict position. And that's why it's a super minority. It is held by very, very few scholars, frankly. Very few. I mean, the logic is clear, right? The position is clear. It makes sense what he's saying to an extent. But the fact is, the fact is, is that we could say to him alayhi rahmatullah, worst case scenario, so he did the salam and he did it extra. If you do a salam in the wrong place, absent-mindedly or because you weren't sure or because you were following the imam, then that in itself will require a sajda. So, you know, Sheikh says it is... He says, it is impossible right, to do that that Well, we'll say, listen, I mean, it's not that it's impossible. You shouldn't do it. But it's not like it's impossible. If you did it, then it's the same as for the... It, 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 it's the same as, you know, when, you're, when you've are when you got... Uh, the Imam now has not made a mistake. You came halfway through the prayer. How many times has this happened to all of us folks? Yeah, answer this question. We've got two Raka'ah to do. Completely gone, lost our minds in the prayer. Imam says "Salamu alaykum, rahmatullah." We also say "Salamu alaykum, rahmatullah." And what normally, <laughs> what normally happens is "Salamu alaykum," wa and then you stand up. So you do the old shrug of the shoulder because you realise that hold on, I've got two left. So you stand up, right? That's obviously that's the blag that I do anyway. I always go "Assalam." Oh my God! So, so in this scenario, okay, um, what are you meant to do? You have added to the prayer, folks. There's no, there's nothing else here. And after the salah, you will give Taslim, okay, and you will then give the two sajda sahun because you have added to the prayer, that extra Taslim. You get what I'm saying? Okay? Right. Now, if you are behind the Imam, okay, and you have come late, and the Imam now does the salam, and you now do the salam, uh, 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 but you are still sitting there. And this is why I don't subscribe to Sheikh Uthameen's opinion. The class position, by the way, is the position of the majority. And I say that You can almost argue out of laziness as opposed to, uh, uh, as opposed to, yeah, I need legal excellence. But frankly, I have studied this in a lot of detail previously, and I reviewed it right now as well. I didn't see anything to the level that I want to satisfy myself, frankly. I would want to see, right? I would want to see. What do you think I was going to draw? Am I an artist like you? Was I going to draw a person? Come on, bro. I can't draw. I can't even write on a, a whiteboard. I don't draw. Anyway. Yeah, and what I want to say is that out of laziness, or I should say the default position, the fact is whether you give the salam or not, okay? Like, just think about this Uh, Aqlan, yeah. Let's say I did give the salam because I saw the imam give the salam. If let's go through all the scenarios, right? The scenarios for a person who's come late to the prayer, who's got a couple of units to make up afterwards, and the imam has made a mistake, he goes Assalamu alaykum rahmatullah. and he wants to do. The tes- he wants to do that after the Taslim. Let's go through the various scenarios what's going to happen, practically. A. You are going to be sitting there saying, I'm just going to wait for the Imam to finish and I'm going to stand up. You're knowing everything that's going on and you're not giving the salam. That's completely fine. That's a good position to be in. So in that scenario, you're sitting there and you're just waiting... waiting you see? This is, I, this is why I don't look at the thingy screens. Honestly, this boy. Right, anyway. Um, you're sitting there and you're just watching everything and you've seen them go for sajda and you're like, you know, you're in control. You haven't given the salam because you're intending to stand up, but you're doing it nice and slow. All right? Now, another second scenario is that you stood up immediately. So you waited for the Imam to say, Islam wa and you stood up immediately. A third scenario would be... I'm not doing this, you don't need to write this down. We're just, just, just having a discussion here. A third scenario would be that you forgot that you've got prayer to make up and you also said Salaam alaykum" wa rahmatullah the Imam. And as soon as you said that, you're kind of starting to remember that you need to stand up. But you did give the salam. A fourth scenario is that you believe that you should do the Sajdah with him. Right? But being the pack that you are, you didn't make the sajda, you didn't do the taslim anyway. So he's doing it after taslim, you're waiting to get up, you realise that he goes down for sajda, so just like you've done all your life, you go down for sajda anyway, without making taslim. Now ironically, Sheikh Uthameen doesn't cover this particular scenario of this guy. You see Sheikh Uthameen sticks to the, the, the proper way and is assuming that these people who cannot make this sejda with the imam after the taslim? He's assuming that everybody knows that you got to make the taslim yourself and you exited from the prayer. The truth is, as I put forward to you, and as anecdotally certainly we've got it right, is that the majority actually don't even say salam. And if you didn't say salam, then you haven't exited from the prayer. You turned his after the taslim sejda into a before teslim sajda for yourself so it doesn't even matter and that's why i personally believe that the fuqaha almost adopted a quote unquote lazy position in this because very few of them certainly from what i've read and very little reading frankly that 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 i could have done i could have done a lot more but i'm not going to waste my life on this because i don't think so important and It must be there somewhere, but they didn't cover for all the scenarios that we're talking about. We're going into far more detail. They didn't make the differentiation, they didn't mention that he gives taslim or not. For their assumption, you've made taslim as well. For their uh, 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 assumption, it happens so quick, right? Honestly, Imam sometimes says Islam, wa- sometimes the Imam. He's so embarrassed about it that he just goes assalamualaikum Allahu akbar. You know he makes it like a short one. And his proper one is the one that he does after the sajda. He goes assalamualaikum wa rahmatullah It's almost like well you know I'm going to have to do it again in a minute so I'm going to just make this a quick one. Assalamualaikum wa, rahman, wa You get know, you know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, having said all of that, okay? Let me summarize because people are all liani, you know. They're saying they're confused And they're confused Confused I'll make it just nice and simple The majority of scholars consider That the imam must be followed in a sajda Whether the imam does sajda Before the taslim or after the taslim That's it It doesn't matter whether you've got prayer to make up or not If you've got prayer to make up You do the sajda with the imam And then you stand up And that's the end of the prayer That's it like I said, I can give you the baby version, that's the baby version I went into detail to give you some of the meat Okay, and obviously the devil's in the detail, isn't it? Yeah, it gets confusing Alright, you don't need to re-watch, rewrite, re-nothing, is that simple Sheikh Uthameen says, no, you can't do that He says that the reason you can't do that No problem if it's before the Taslim, because it's in the prayer No problem if you started with the Imam, etc But if you are someone who's got prayer to make up How can you do a Sajdah after the Taslim with the Imam because that will mean you have to exit from the prayer so he's just keeping it real okay and so therefore honestly Solange, the reason I ignore this question is because I've answered it maybe 3 or 4 or 50 times I think okay uh, I know that people keep talking about it has to be twice and not I said that it doesn't matter one is the asal two is not obligatory anyway so it doesn't matter when the Imam does one that's the only thing that matters meaning if you're doing it by yourself, I said the class position that is after one. Okay? But if you are with the Imam, it doesn't matter whether the Imam does one or two, you are following the Imam. Okay? Right. Anyway. I what I was saying? What was I talking about? I don't know. This is the problem of questions that I keep repeating. You know, you know. If I ignore a question, there's a reason why I ignore a question. I don't want to answer it. Realize that. I can see everything. Don't keep repeating again, again, again. I've said. Put the question at the end. Okay. Um. I think that what I want to say is that I think uh, Sheikh Uthameen, basically he sees it that surely if you're doing it after the salam, the salam, you're having to exit the prayer. So if you're having to exit the prayer, okay? Then if you're having to if you're having to to exit the prayer, then you've messed up your prayer and how can you be doing that? We'll say okay, logically you're right. Logically you're right. Um but 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 considering that doing the Sajdah before or after is not a major and considering that most people don't even get the time or the wherewithal to know that they're meant to make the salam as well whilst the Imam has done it quickly and then gone into sajda. and considering that the vast majority of Fuqaha modern and contemporary and old and traditional and classic okay, and the madhab, consider that you got to do it even if you did do it correctly and give the salam. so we're going with that and it's lazy, and I said that before. And Shaykh means is technical and correct and if someone followed it, respect. So if you're following Shaykh Uthameen's position, what does that mean? This is what it means. It means that if you join the prayer late, and the Imam, you notice that the Imam goes, as Alaikum and goes for sajda, you will ignore it. You will stand up, you will finish off your prayer. And then at the end, after you give one salam, okay the taslim right you will then go into to sajda copying basically what the imam did all right that is what Sheikh Uthameen's position is our position the position of the majority and the position of the Hanabila, okay is that you will do the sajda with the imam even if you've got prayer to make up whether you gave salam or not because like i said earlier on even if you gave salam and you exited the prayer like sheikh uthman has said well guess what <laughs> this is a bit bad to say but the sajda that you're just making is covering up for it so this sajda these two sajdas of mistake or forgetfulness that the imam is doing because of some mistake that happened in the prayer okay whether you realize that mistake or not you're just chucking in another mistake for free and it's covered yani that's why i i you know that's what yani that's why i don't think it's a very serious issue so even if you give salam or you don't give salam the majority say you would do the uh, uh, sajda with the Imam and then when the imam sits back up and then the imam says wa to end the prayer yani completely then uh, uh, whether he says it once or twice whatever at the end of the prayer end of the prayer that's when you stand up and then make up the remainder of the prayer and at the end of the prayer your prayer will you do anything no because you did it with the imam simple as that You see, I can make this as easy as possible or as complicated as possible. Okay, I don't think I need to repeat this anymore. The class position is exactly what the the, the, the text says. There is no prostration for the follower unless the imam does so. If you read that statement, it means that you do it before, you do it after. It doesn't matter. You do it whether you give the salam, don't give the salam, forget the salam, you don't know the hell what's going on, it doesn't matter. You just make the sajda with the imam and that's it. Okay, and this is only, of course, if um. Uh. Uh. uh you. Uh, you. Well. It's obviously if the imam makes a mistake. Yeah. If the imam makes a mistake. Now, if the imam. Now, if you're praying behind the imam and the imam doesn't make it. Yani. Uh. Uh. uh doesn't make a mistake, but you make a mistake. I think we covered. Yeah, that you will have to do a sajda yourself. Yeah. So you finish the salah with the imam. Imam stands up. You will also stand up afterwards. Uh. uh and and then you will then f- finish the 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 the, 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 the salat. All right. Uh, what else can we say? What else can we say before we take some questions and sort of stuff? Let's finish off at least this section. So, okay. So, Sheikh yani wants to kind of discuss a few uh, points, right? So, just gonna go cover cover these points quickly. On page three hundred ninety, he says, um. So, for example, if the Imam forgets uh, in the prayer and he makes two ruku'ah, for example, in Salat al Dhuhr, in the second raka'ah, so instead of going one raka'ah, one ruku'ah, he does two, okay? And you were part of that, meaning you were joined the prayer and you saw that, okay? And you were part of it, then you, according to Shaykh Uthameen, will need to make a sajda when your prayer is finished Why do I say that? This is the assumption A. that you are late and you've got more prayer to make up you're going to stand up afterwards and B. that you know that when you add an action to the prayer the sajda is afterwards So according to Sheikh Uthameen you will not yani, do the sajda with the Imam you will stand up and you'll make it yourself That's what Shaykh Uthameen yani, is saying The majority, the rest of us will say that when the Imam goes down for the sajda, we will, because he will do it after the Taslim, as is correct. We will also go down as well. And then we'll stand up and then we'll make up the rest of the prayer ourselves. Okay. Sheikh then gives another example. He goes that the Sheikh, the Imam, had a second ruku in the first rak'ah, And you weren't there for that. Okay. You entered the prayer in the second rak'ah. Okay. You entered the prayer in the second rak'ah. So Sheikh says, Sujud, Lil Imam. Okay, so here this is very interesting. Okay. Sheikh says that in this scenario, this is a sajda first of all that's going to be done by the Imam after the Taslim. After the Taslim. However, Whilst you're sitting there and you see this Imam go down for the Taslim you're going to say to yourself For these three raka'ah that I have been with the Imam there's not a single mistake that he made Okay? And he didn't make a mistake and so therefore his mistake or his addition he didn't make a single addition and you can see the problem with Shaykh position here but we'll come to that in a second Um, He didn't make any addition so this must have happened in the first unit that i was not there so when i was not there that's when the mistake occurred okay right so therefore you do not need to make sajda neither with the imam because that's his position anyway but also when you stand up and then you finish your prayer also because You are not connected to the Imam's prayer anymore So why are you having to make a sejda for the Imam's mistake? Okay. Now, I actually agree with this position I agree with this position But the fact of the matter is Is that if I am going to make sejda with the Imam anyway Then it doesn't matter And also, also How are you going to know what he actually forgot? How are you going to be able to work out for certain? Now, I remember Sheikh Uthaymeen being asked this question in his Majmu' al-Fatawa. Okay? Um, what if you do not know? Sometimes yani you're going to make a guess, sometimes you're not. Sheikh said, "Of course, if someone ihtiyatan, out of caution, just assumes that yani it happened whilst he was praying, then that's safer." But he's speaking from a legal point of view. Legally, if for certain you knew, yeah? Like I'll just give you a hypothetical scenario. The imam Remember again, when we say after taslim, in our minds we're thinking immediately The sunnah actually means like a couple of minutes afterwards Because you're trying to work out where the mistake was So imagine that you're there Imagine you're one of these guys who's a very slow mover Okay, imagine you're a slow slow moving guy The imam goes As-salamu alaykum wa Guys, did I do two in the first raka'ah? And they go, you did you know that's all happened in five seconds, all right? You're still there, like, you know, finishing, you know, Rabbanatana fi dunya hasana you know, and you're getting ready to stand up, and you've actually caught five seconds of a conversation. So you now know for certain that, hey, I came for second, third, and fourth. I missed this first raka'ah. This is what Sheikh, so this is also a, a legal position that Sheikh Uthameen could be describing. It's very, very, very real. Meaning we don't need to make it imaginary and all the rest of it. So he's right. but practice, so Meaning that now you know that the mistake wasn't with you, but the mistake was in the first raka when you weren't there. So now technically, Sheikh Hathameen is saying now, and now as you stand up, a bit slow, a bit late, but now that you stand up and you finish off your prayer, you do not need to make the sajda that they're going to do right now, neither the one by yourself at the end. But then he covers himself and says, listen, because if you don't know, you're not sure, then if you do the sajda, then it doesn't really matter. Okay? Um... And when he says that, he's still sticking to his guns. Not with the imam, but he's talking about afterwards. So when you stand up to complete your your odd unit, you should then do the sajda um, as well at that at that moment when you finish at the end, out of uh, uh, safety. I hope that, that makes sense, folks. Please tell me that, that makes sense. Okay. Um, this is my opinion. Sheikh Uthameen says in this issue, but, whereas the author. What he's saying is that you follow the Imam after the salam, whether you uh, caught the mistake, didn't catch the mistake, understood where it was, didn't understand where it was, in all scenarios, you're not there to work things out, you follow. And listen, I'm with that as well. The truth is is that that's the easiest, simplest position. For you to be sitting there trying to work out, did you catch it, not catch it, was it something that I was aware of, not aware of? Yeah, okay. Um, Let's just carry on and finish up. So uh, um, yeah, I think we've already said that if an Imam makes the mistake, if if you make the mistake with the Imam, you don't need to then do any sajda. But if you um, make a mistake whilst you are separately praying, whether you made it during your prayer or after the prayer, then you got to make sajda. I think that's that's uh, uh, clear. Finally, Sheikh says, what about someone who you're praying behind the Imam and he doesn't consider the sujood as to be obligatory for the thing that you do So for example uh, At the shahud al-awwal If you leave out the shahud al-awwal then the majority of scholars say that you got to make a sajda as before the ruku'ah Before the uh, taslim, sorry yeah? um, But there are some scholars, Shafi'i in one position Doesn't consider it obligatory And that's because of some ta'wil and some interpretation Okay. So for example it's not obligatory, so he doesn't do it And you, like the majority, know the hadith is clear, have to do it Obligatory, if you miss out the uh, obligation, like a tashahud, the first one Then you got to make it up What do you do here? Does the Ma'moom make a sajda? Even though the imam has not so he hears the imam say So he quickly, cheekily does his two sajda before Does he do it afterwards? He says, well, you know, I'm not going to cause fitna, but I'll just end it on a sly What does he do? Sheikh Uthameen says no, he doesn't make the Sajdah at all, because Al-Imam, that's his position. And he thought it's a valid position, there is some ikhtilaf on the issue. And your prayer is linked to the Imam's prayer, and the Imam has made that decision, and the Imam is covering for you, the Imam is the Damin, it's not some yani fantasy, this is a well-established fiqh yani position. So, you know, he didn't make a mistake, he did it knowingly, that's a, that's a very important point. It wasn't some kind of error of forgetfulness, which is different. He did it knowing it's not obligatory for me. I'm not going to do it. Not a million miles away from the idea of someone who wipes over socks. There are a number of scholars that don't accept that. You know, wiping over socks. They said, no, it's got to be leather uh, hoof, not socks. This person didn't do that automatically. followed the position that it is permissible to do so and uh, the prayer is absolutely valid behind that person without 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 um, uh, without you know any uh, issue um however if the imam does see it as obligatory and he forgets to do the sujood he forgets to do the sujood then the fuqaha alayhim rahmatullah as narrated in al-muntaha with its commentary the Ma'moom should make the sajda only if he genuinely thinks the Imam's not going to do it. If he like thinks that nah, it's not going to happen, he gives him a chance, right? He waits, he waits, he waits, he waits, he waits, and then the Salam goes. He might even say, "You know what? He might do it afterwards." So I'm just going to wait, and he waits. And at that moment, Yani, he would do it. Okay. uh whether he does it before or after that's a practical consideration but he would do it because the imam forgot and but these are also kind of like hypothetical ones because really you could also then finish with the imam and be the like said to the imam hey do you know that you forgot to do this that whatever he'll say oh yeah now, at that moment, there's no possibility of doing the sajda before Taslim. So you'll do it there and then. It now automatically becomes after Taslim. And again, that's another reason why there's a lot of flexibility on the issue of when should it happen before or after. So I hope that it all makes sense. Okay? That uh, 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 you know that the Ma'moom if he does it after the salah, because he was waiting to give it a chance, I think that's good. Even though the mistake that was left out would have indicated that he should do it beforehand. He's with the imam. He doesn't know the imam might do it. The imam might have a different opinion. Do it afterwards. But if the prayer finishes, doesn't do it, then he should say to him. And if the imam doesn't do it, doesn't do it, refuses, and he knows for certain that it's a mistake, the guy behind praying behind, then he does it himself. He does it himself. And Allah knows best. Allah knows best. All right, folks. <coughs> That's um. Yeah that's yeah, what I wanted to say We'll now cover hadith and all the rest of it You know by the way <coughs> We're talking about Bismillah. By the way Mrs bought home some J2O They're on offer at Tesco's Um, I don't know how much J2O J, J2O cost yeah, anyway, They're 6 quid for 6 or they I don't know how much they are Whatever they are, they're, they're horrifically overpriced, all right? Whatever they are. But if I remember correctly, I think that they were that the offer is three quid for six. So maybe they're from a, a pound they've gone down to um, 50p. Anyway, I drank one because she got me one, and now I know why they're on flipping offer for 50p, okay? That's what I'm going to say. Save your money. J2 Bakwas, not J2O. J2 Bakwas, yeah? it's called number one number two it was called cherry flower summon and spice flavor what a complete waste of a glass bottle they could take that glass bottle and make you any ten thousand vaccine uh, uh, vials out of it okay that's what i'm gonna say can't wait to smash a diet coke it's gonna happen in a few seconds okay never liked even the orange one never liked it never liked it now Let's discuss... Yeah, yeah, I was going to just say uh, some 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 notes. I know Sara's the only rushing thingy, but uh, uh, Sara, just wait a bit, okay? And we can share your notes in a second. Um, but um, uh, 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 you need to know that uh, you might be thinking, how on earth can the Shafi'i school and some scholars they only consider that there are some um, uh, sujood that are not obligatory or that it's not obligatory how do they come to that position when the hadith is very clear well in actual fact there are some hadith that that state that state that let him do the sajda or let him do the excuse me let him do the tayn, and it will be for him a nafila it will be for him a nafila now some scholars understood nafila to mean um Voluntary and that's why or supererogatory and therefore not obligatory uh, But actually the correct understanding if these hadith are authentic, which I don't think they are I don't hold them to be authentic, but let's to lay, play advocate and say that the hadith are authentic Then we want to say that nafila means rewarded because there is yani, a space for that in Arabic language When we say something is nafila, it means rewarded. So they are obligatory and they are rewarded They are obligatory uh, and they are uh, rewarded by the way, this is only for when you add something to the prayer. That's where the flexibility is. almost every scholar considers it absolutely obligatory to do such a for matters of doubt or when you miss an obligation. So let's be very clear on that. yeah I want you to know if you think about this just just uh, just um, logically that makes sense because if you have a deficient prayer, it makes sense that you've got to fix it with something. but if you add something to the prayer, okay, if you add something to the prayer um, then you've done the original prayer you just did a bit of extra so it can make sense that I don't really, really need to do the sajda. and there are some quite a few scholars held that position they didn't obligate sujood so the samu if you added something because you've done whatever even if you did a, a ruku'a, if you even if you left out a Ruqan you're going to end up doing the Ruqan and extra so, so I just want you to know that you need that bit of flexibility in your minds. Another thing that I wanted to just finish off with um, Is Because uh, someone asked last week uh, How do you do uh, And they asked today as well I saw it earlier on Aisha Dawood actually She said How do you do the Sajdah I think that's what she asked How do you do it And I've described it But I just want to just mention A few things about the, the, the ones that we know That we are used to And what it is that we are saying in a class When we are saying that The sujud is done Before the taslim Okay Or um, Or after It doesn't actually uh, matter There's a huge number of scholars Not the majority But Or maybe even could be argued The majority And they all differed on what were the key parts of the suju al sahw Do you need to do the taslim for it or not? Do you need to do Allahu Akbar for it or not? Is the Allahu Akbar part of the sajda or is it just the two Sajdas? Yeah? And the most differed over is the Tashahud. Should the Tashahud be recited or not? Like we do, like all the packs do. Like the uh, I like to hear from the Shafi'is by the way. I think we did uh, we I think we asked this question, right? Uh, that the is also do the tashahud. But certainly the Hanafis, the Paks, everybody uh, does that. And the reason that is, is because of the hadith which is narrated by Imam al Tirmidhi. And it is the hadith of Imran ibn Husayn radiallahu anhu. And it states that the Prophet ﷺ forgot something in the prayer and so he did sajdatain. Then tashahada thumma Sallamat taslimatain. Yeah. يعني, the, he, the Prophet ﷺ forgot in the prayer So he did two sajda Then he recited the tashahud the, the And then he gave the salam. Imam al-Tirmidhi says this hadith is hasanun gharib This hadith is good but it's odd Okay And there's a huge discussion we're not getting into now About you know what does that even mean But there is criticism against this hadith A number of the muhaddithin consider this hadith to be weak Okay This hadith to be weak if this hadith is weak, then it's the end of the discussion, the hadith is not an evidence and then that's it, there should be no tashahud However, a huge number of scholars acted upon this hadith, they took it as authentic Abdullah bin Mas'ud anh, from the Companions, most of his students like Ibrahim and nakhai and all of Ahlul Kufa and Iraq and so on So we're therefore talking Ahlul Ra'i, all of them So I'm not sure about the Malikiya, Zakaria can maybe tell us about the Malikiyah. Okay. Do they do Shahud? I think that they might But I've got some doubts about that But certainly Abu Hanifa Abu Yusuf Al Thawri All of Iraq All of the, the scholars The Shafi'is as well Okay um, A number of scholars um, As for the rest They are no There is no Tashahud And They either said No Tashahud the hadith is weak Or the hadith is not weak, right? The hadith is not weak, but it is al istihbab because we have so many hadith far far more authentic, as Imam as Ibn Qudama said in al Mughni, far far more authentic, far more in number that don't mention a whiff of the dashahood, not a single thing, and um. So therefore, when you have a hadith which comes and says you do it, the hadith is either automatically shadh it's odd, and the odd is always kicked out and made something considered to be weak, when it goes, goes up against the authentic, or you try to make jama'ah, so reconcile. So if the hadith is authentic enough, then we say, you know what, let's take this hadith and put it with the rest, and try to make it okay. The, the reconciliation here is that it's okay for you to do it, and if you do it, it's fine, but the sunnah, most of the time is not. The actual way to do it is not. Or it's not obligatory for you to do. And so you can take any of those positions in between. Our class position, the humbly official position, the evidence-based position, there's no doubt. There is no tashahud. And therefore, so when people ask me, but of course if you do it, it's not a major problem at all. All right. But our class position is, if you are going to do the this, suju, this is how you would do it. You've now finished. Yaani, Allahumma inni auzu bi adab al qabr wa min Jahannam. I'm at the end of my salah. I'm just making my final du'a. I've done my tashahud, done everything, and I forgot tashahud al awwal I forgot my first tashahud, so I now need to make sajda before the taslim. Okay, so i have now finished my prayer, and before the taslim means I will not now say Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. I will say wa min adab al qabr wa min Jahannam. ومن اذاب شر فتنه محيه والممات ومن اذاب شر فتنه فتنه مسيح الدجال الله اكبر سبحان ربي الاعلى سبحان ربي الاعلى سبحان ربي الاعلى الله اكبر ربي اغفر لي ربي اغفر لي الله اكبر سبحان ربي الاعلى سبحان ربي الاعلى سبحان ربي الاعلى الله اكبر السلام عليكم ورحمه الله السلام عليكم ورحمه الله the things to note here are that what you say in the sujood as is exactly the same as what you say in the normal sujood. That means the takbir carries over, subhana rabbi al-a'la carries over, rabbi ghafirli carries over, etc, etc, etc. And that's an Ishtihad opinion, but that's our position. Allah knows best. All right. If it is after the Taslim. You added something to the prayer. You missed out a rukan and therefore you had to go back and make it up and then you added extra things as a result without even intending to. Or you ma- you had some doubt and you thought about it then you realized you got it right. You did tahari. It is after. Then, as you come to the end of the prayer, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Once is sufficient. If you did twice, that's okay as well. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. But once is sufficient. Allahu Akbar. Subhanahu wa etc. Allahu Akbar, etc. Allahu Akbar, et Akbar. Aslamu Alaikum wa rahmatullah, Aslamu Alaikum wa rahmatullah. No tashahud ever needed. Always going to have to make taslim twice after each such that you, that you do, whether you did it before or whether you did it afterwards. That's it. And This is the fifth time that I'm demonstrating this. I will never demonstrate this again. Okay, folks? I'm a very, very charitable guy. But I'm also yeah, any, an impatient one, or I don't know what the word is And I start to get a bit irritated I, I try not to because it's not good, it's not good optics, it's not a good look It's not a good look, Allah well, is not a good look But I'm only human and it starts to get irritating when I get the same thing again and again and again And, again. and I ask your forgiveness in advance, There are, I'm not the nicest of people There are people who are far better than I am And you know it just is what it is I have some uh, issues. Alright folks, now you can ask your questions, now you can paste what you want. I'm just going to go to the um, uh, long held terminology question. I thought I've been buried out No man, that's too much writing. Okay, if a late person who missed at least a rak'ah, if a late person who missed at least a raka'ah makes a mistake after doing a sajda as-sahu with the imam, what do they do? If a late person who missed at least a rakah makes a mistake after doing a sajda sahu with the Imam, makes a mistake after. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm with you now. Sadia, yeah. Yeah, you will do sajda. You're basically saying, two, is it possible to do two sajdas? The answer is yes, because that was for the mistake with the Imam and you decided to go with it, if you followed Sheikh Uthameen's position, you would only end up doing one, because you wouldn't do it with the Imam, unless you did it before Sajda. If you did it before Sajda with the Imam, and then you made one yourself afterwards, then you would do it, and Allah knows best. Okay? Allah knows best. Hamza says, For the Ma'moom who is late for the prayer, he performs Sajda with the Imam, and then makes up the rest of prayer. Does he also perform Sajda at the end? No, he doesn't. And if so, then the Sajd al the imam is not hukman but only does to follow the Imam's... No, 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 he doesn't do another one, okay? Right, that's different from Sadia, obviously, because you did a mistake in sadia's one. Right, Um Ibrahim says, Our family is praying in jama'ah and my husband said Islam after the second raka'at of Maghrib. I automatically said Allahu Akbar to remind him he must... You know, Paks love that, isn't it? Okay, um... Once we completed the prayer, he said, I should have said, Subhanallah, which he's right. Did I mess up my prayer if I did that? You made a mistake. Did you mess up the prayer? No, we've already covered that, right? We said that, yeah, you mean, know, sometimes uh, even Allah Akbar is required if a person's not catching on. Here, you're, you made the mistake by assuming that he didn't, he wouldn't realize. All you needed to say was, Subhanallah. So, you do not need to repeat the prayer. The prayer is not invalidated. Uh, we said that, yani, those statements which are, if you go back maybe five, six, seven lessons, those legislated statements from the prayer that are said in the wrong place do not obligate, says let alone repeat repetition of the prayer. So, and it's also from the kind of jins of the salah as well. And we said that you can even speak in a salah, and yani, if there's a real need to it, whatever. And we even said that, you know, if the person is not getting, he's saying subhanallah, subhanallah, subhanallah. subhanallah. Then you might recite the ayah for him you might even say Allahu Akbar or you might even say "Sami Allah, you know you would try to help a person there's space for all of that okay uh Hanifa oh my god right here we go Hanifa says uh the screen moves so quickly right ask me a question she has istihadah and was wondering if she has to change her tampon for each salah she makes wudu for each salah but doesn't change her tampon if the pad is clean if the pad is clean, then of course she doesn't need to change it. Okay? I don't know why you're sorry for this question. This is the time it needs to be asked. Um, now, on the issue of wudu for the, each prayer, that's the position of the majority. If she does that, that's fine. Wudu and istinja for each prayer. Uh, 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 in my position, you don't need to. And uh, some you can look on the group and someone will post the article that I've written about that. Because there's not many that I write. But when I do, then you know it can be referred to. So check that out. Okay? But uh, yeah... Now, if it is soiled, there's no doubt that it's best to replace it. But if it's not been soiled, there's no reason to change it. Absolutely not, okay? Um, for the dua at the end of the Salah, Hanafis usually go with "Allahumma inni ظلمت nafsi." That is authentic, absolutely. And as we've covered rivers, and you need to revise this section, rivers, okay? Right? You need to ask very politely, or you need to go... No, you don't need to ask politely. Go and put some effort in. Find the notes. We covered the issue of Dua before in huge amount of detail, very important for you to read. All du'as can be used there. Lots and lots of du'as. Allahumma inni l nafsi is the best out of all of them. Once I exited, Maryam says, the prayer, I realized I missed a rukun straight away. Shall I enter the prayer with takbir at ihram or should I go straight to that position? Straight to that position, Maryam. Okay, and then sujood at the end afterwards. Sarah, I'm not going to answer your question until I'm not going to read your summary until I ask all these questions because I have to like close my mind down yet when I'm reading your stuff. Sahar says, I know that when you... Right, wow, we're 1 hour 55. We need to move. Alright, no more questions, guys. Alright. No more questions. Don't ask any... Don't Nobody write any more questions. Um, I know that when you add any action that is from the genus of the prayer, you do Sajda the after the Taslim But what if you repeat statements due to doubt? So as I said before, you don't need to do that. Okay, you don't need to. You have to go back to the section. Go back Sahar to the section that we covered. All right? Add any action yani out of mistake. Meaning like you did two ruku or something like that. Yeah. But if you recite Surah al uh, 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 then you're right. Absolutely. But if you were not sure that you recited, Okay? Then this comes under the issue of uh, doubt Okay, if you're not sure It's just the same as like, did I do... It's the like same as anything That the, the hadith of doubt is about that Okay So then before My mother has dementia and she's forgetting She was telling me that she wants to remove her hair from her private parts but she has forgotten how to do it Is it allowed for me to remove it for her? Or is she forgiven uh, for doing it? Um I need to think about that I need to think about that There's no doubt that she's forgiven That's not the difficult part The difficult part is 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 it better for you to do it or not? Is the hurma of the area greater? Or is the requirement to do a sadaqah And, a, a, and enjoining the good more important? My heart says that you'd leave it But I need to think about that, okay? Allah knows best. I need to think about that. Um, A woman has the habit of seven days, then white discharge, followed by one or two days of brown, and istihada kind of blood, then again... Yeah, correct. You have to go by the nature of the blood the menstrual blood only it doesn't matter about what happens afterwards whether it's brown or white or red or it's the other xyz white discharge happens two times three times it doesn't matter the only thing that matters is the blood that looks smells feels all the rest of it like uh a uh, uh, thingy like uh like it's like 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 hair. yeah um uh since you said i should have said subhanallah i assume it's okay to say subhanallah oh You're absolutely right Umar (laughs) Rahim You shouldn't have said SubhanAllah Actually you should have clapped Okay Uh, You should have clapped Correct Uh, I don't know why I said that that I was thinking of uh, you you as a guy You should have clapped But anyway I also think As I covered this I can't remember when But I believe that If a woman says SubhanAllah In her home With her mahram I don't think it's a major problem I think it's okay Alright Alright Uh, Hadith, Yes, I think that Ethereum is allowed to invest in, Okay, no problem at all. All Alright, good. I close then with just a little read of what Sarah has said. If one is continuing their prayer after the Imam ends the Jama'ah, one is totally responsible both for the individual part of their prayer and also for any mistakes one may have made whilst following the Imam. That's correct. The illa for this is that, that one should not break from the Imam or change the structure of the prayer was following the Imam. So when one is no longer following the Imam, they should do the sajda for any mistakes they make during all their prayer. Correct. If the Imam does the sajda before the Taslim, the follower must the, must do the sajda with the Imam. If the Imam does the sajda after the prayer, the follower must still do the Taslim and then the sajda with the Imam. Yeah. Correct. The majority in the class position is that if one has to make up raka'at after the Imam finishes because they join late, one must make the sajdah with or without the taslim with the Imam and then continues the prayer. Very good. The majority in the class position is one gets up quickly and starts one's fatih before the Imam has gone into the sajdah, then one does not have to go back down and do the sajdah with the Imam because he's already stood up. But they must do the sajdah at the end of their Fatiha, correct, because they didn't get to do it, they didn't do it uh, there. Sheikh Uthameen almost uniquely says that you should not do the Taslim or the sajda with the Imam in the scenario of a mistake after the Taslim and instead you get up and continue your prayer. Then at the end of your prayer you will do a sajda as the Imam did when you were with him. Correct. If you become certain that you were not there for the part of the prayer which the Imam made the mistake, you do not have to make the sajda. Correct. Note for flexibility. There's a consensus that Sajdah is necessary for reducing fraud the prayer and doubt but some scholars hold that if you add something to the prayer it is considered an afila. And there is no sajda necessary. That's a minority position. And we say it just for the sake of completion. Additional notes on how to do the sajda. The class position in the school There is no tashahud after the sajda. Correct. And you say the same things in says your normal sajda. And if after the tasleem, one tasleem is sufficient before going into the sajda. Correct. Two tasleems after doing the sajda. Regardless of whether it was before or after the prayer. That's very good. That's very, very good. The sarah, it's a good kind of summary. Barakallahu uh, feekum wa jazakumullahu Alright folks, uh, just one other thing, Um, for those, I mean, it doesn't even apply to Manchester, but obviously Manchester are having this class this week, and there'll be a few other classes now starting up. I'll be doing also a class soon as well, at the end of this month, going into a few. So make sure you get on that train. The first one is by Sheikh Suleiman Hani, very important class on atheism and on on Tawheed. Actually the class is on Tawheed, right? Essential because obviously... Yeah, it, the dumbest people on this planet, the dumbest, yeah, the dumbest of all dumb people, yeah, atheists are now getting a lot more air. Are putting a lot more, uh, 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 you know, they're they're getting their game together in terms of their fitna. So science is that class. Go to almaghrib.org, and if you can take it, then he teaches it very well. Professional kind of guide is very kind of uh, Yasser yeah, qadi esque. You know, very on time, very all the rest of it. Yeah. So that's. Uh not this weekend i believe the weekend after yeah so it's done over two weekends it's nice and easy 4 hours um there you go fatima has uh, posted it as well okay um and there's some discount as well all right there you go adil sounds good adil uh, let us know yani uh, uh, some uh, feedback on the group about that fatima please uh, uh, post that on the uh, uh on the telegram group and say that i asked you to do that in fact i'll I'll, uh, I'll 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 do that actually um, and that's it but yeah i would um, i would uh... yeah all right rehan you never beat me in go-karting what are you talking about beat me in go-karting Nobody's beat me in go-karting oh he beat me in go-karting ha <laughs> he did hold on hold on guys you see i was going to end the class i was going to be i was going to be all good but now now okay now you're taking liberties all right first of all however Suleiman hani he beat me in go-karting and you know why because i was twice his body weight twice his body weight are you flipping kidding me, bro? The guy is little like Yani. He, he's like he's tiny. He's the size of my thigh. Okay, bro. When you got course that you gotta go up, Yani a hill in a small dinkle little car, right? You know what I mean. So people just need to calm down. So of course he's gonna beat me in flipping in thingy. I'm twice the body weight. You know. Look at Lewis Hamilton, bro. They lose like. They weigh like 30 50 kilos bro and in a race they lose like 10 kilos oh shut up man you know you know a waste man right all waste men a lot of you yalla